<laughs> All right. Hello, and welcome to the Rat Nest Podcast, episode number 11 with Nate Garcia. Hey, Nate Garcia. That's what we're doing. Hey, man. Thank you so much for being on the show. Appreciate it. Yeah. Um, pleasure. Yeah. Very excited. I'm, I'm Jim, the producer, by the way. This guy's name's Jim. Hi, Jim. Yep. Uh, he's here yeah, every week. Sometimes you're here, sometimes you're not on the episodes. Hey. I did miss a couple. You come in when you want. That's yeah. Cool. Dude, way to call Jim out. Yeah, he's it hurts. Inconsistent. Yeah. Hey, well, you watch it. There'll never be an episode without Matt, though. Hey. He, he's the guy. That's right. Yeah. Well, yeah, sometimes I'm like, hmm, I wonder if, if uh, you know, they're having some troubles or something in, yeah. in the friendship. Yeah, every relationship needs a little break, you know, just too much yeah. Jim. Yeah. No, no, unfortunately. Uh, Unfortunately, I had some family things that I needed to attend to, so I was out of town for the week while we were recording a couple. And uh, Matt held it cool. down, though he held it down hard. So I'm That's proud. Awesome. I'm proud of him. Hey, we tried. Um, but thank you for watching, though. That shows that you're actually yeah. watching the episodes. Appreciate that. Hell yeah, That's dude. Right. Appreciate I that. When you had the in-person guest, then you were you were doing the tech work. Yes. You were behind the camera, right? Jim? That's right. That's right. Pro yeah. Producer yeah. Jim, dude, he's there. He's there. Someone's got to do it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't wait until we actually have all in person so I can sit off to the side and not be quite on, on screen so much. <laughs> and and two, if, if none of us are watching what's recording, it'll stop recording in the middle of stuff. And then we, we can't use episodes. Like when we first started, we've probably scrapped oh. three episodes mm. just because of technical difficulty stuff. And like, it's not like they're great now, but they're getting better <laughs> as far as that goes. No, way to pat yourself on the back, bro. to know. All that stuff is just gone. Yeah, it sucks, dude. It's like, oh, it's, it's not even like that we care because the conversation's still fun, but it's just like, yeah, you wanted to to make something out of it. And it's like, oh, we don't get to share that with people or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You can't re replicate a conversation. Right. You know? It's like stuff that happens naturally. It's like you bring it up and it's just not the same. Like, you know what I mean? It's not organic. Yeah, you Which, just got to forget. Put it. It's in the past. That's just what's awesome. Again, Actually, yeah. to... Uh, to that point, you're the first guest we've talked to that we haven't had a conversation with to some degree in the past. So, well, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Neither, neither of us have really uh, had a relationship in the past or really literally met in the, with you or had any conversation. So this is a first for us We're yeah. we're really stoked Bizarre. that you're here. Thanks for, for, thanks for joining us and thanks for being willing to jump on this uh, wild ride that we call rat nest. Yeah, that's cool. I know you guys knew, uh, Cameron Hathaway and uh, and David Moses, but I didn't know you guys knew everyone from the past yeah. interviews. To some degree, um, we don't really. I mean, Cameron, David Moses, um, Hank Simmons, we're that we've just kind of been like internet friends, like the same way kind of me and you have been going back and forth and chit chatting about stuff. But um, nowadays, yeah. those are like the best relationships you can blossom. You know, you get to see what everyone's yeah, totally. doing and you get a chance to, you don't have to be in the same city, the same state even, and you can bl blossom these relationships with these artists or these people and it helps it helps a lot friendships without commitment it's perfect yeah dude no one's like hitting you up <laughs> to get lunch you're like just get my comic man no uh, yeah you don't uh, gotta call for a flat tire fix or anything it's perfect yeah yeah dude so a little background <laughs> i don't know much about you so let's get into it you're from philly did you grow up there where you were like born and raised there no, no, I was I was born in Allentown, Lehigh Valley, if you know. That's like uh, New York, is, right? Or like outside of New York? Where's that? That's like an hour away from Philly, basically. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh eastern Pennsylvania. Um grew I grew up uh, like in Texas for a short time, but then I was, I was born in Allentown. I moved to Philly in like 
late July of 2020. So. Oh, so you're a new resident here ever since. Oh yeah. How do you like that city? Well, it's great. Great as, as great as it can be in a pandemic. I mean, uh, I, oh, I, yeah, really I guess like you got there right, right very, at the worst time. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh no, I was saying it's very cheap. Uh, and it's, it's visually really nice. I like it a lot. Um, so you grew up just outside, but in that same kind of like, I don't know, in between East coast and, uh, Midwest area. Oh yeah. 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 And then, Allentown's uh, like two hours from New York. So, and New Jersey's really close too. Did, did you at a young age, like, were you always drawing and like making art and stuff? Or was that something that developed like later on in life? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've I've used to give my first grade teacher like uh, weekly folded comic, like little zines, every, like every week. She would leave uh, like folded pieces of just computer paper in my folder, and then she would like talk. I really learned a lot in that class. It was first grade, but she would tell us all about her life, like her friends, like boyfriends and stuff. Probably not, you know, good. But I mean, I didn't tell anyone about. It. I just gave her the book so the information stayed damn stayed dude pretty close that that's like a a low-key uh little kid player like you're like i'm drawing th- pictures for my teacher yeah. you're like <laughs> give him the yeah, zine well, i was probably how old, how old is first grade like five years old i think so. yeah yeah like five i was just happy to be there you know you know that teacher's got a book of your artwork when you blow up she's gonna be like look at first grade artwork right here she she didn't burn them they're still there she sent me pictures like like six months ago, and I have them on that's awesome. my Instagram. You could see him. That's super cool, dude. That's so funny, and it's cool how <laughs> like a couple teachers in my life too, like at a young age, were the ones that encourage you and like help mold you kind of and keep you going when maybe the other kids are like, like I don't know, drawing's not cool or whatever it is, you know. And yeah, uh, it's really important. Yeah, because you know what it sounds like from that story. Any kind of growth. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like from that story, you started right in with comics, right? Drawing to, with for your teacher. You'd put a couple little blocks together. Or you were telling stories or were you just drawing pictures? Yeah, yeah. I was I was reading uh, a lot of like Captain Underpants and, you know, the Junie, Junie B books. Mm-hmm. Do you know about those? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, Magic Treehouse, all that stuff. Uh, First grade, yeah. Exactly. Right. First grade books. It's like, but that's where the love of like the art, I think, comes through. Because like Garfield... Heathcliff, um, even like Sunday comics. Like I, at a young age, like had a big fascination with like the Sunday comics, like Marvin, like I couldn't tell you what one Marvin strip is, but it's like just this baby that, you know, has some thought (laughs) bubbles like once in a while, but like as a little kid, for whatever reason, I was like, this is the jam. Like, this is interesting to me. I don't know. It was something like a little, maybe headier, like, uh, required a little more thought than just looking at the pictures. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, if you're that young and you, you know, you can understand what's happening. It's like a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. And you just get addicted. That's why like a lot of those kids comics are all series because it's, it's kids like to have a whole bunch of books, I guess. Is it, is it that work that kind of um, inspired you? Because when I look at Horn Rim, we can, we can shout out some Horn Rim. Uh, sure. We got them all here, obviously go pick up Horn Rim number three. If it's, is it ain't still available, dude? You're selling out left and right. Yeah, well, it's, it's sold out now, but it's coming back. Okay. Uh, very soon, yeah. Word. Yeah, that'll be the fourth pressing or what? Second one for, for one number three. three, but for number one, it's the fourth time I've gotten it printed. This is the first one. 
Very nice. So there's been different kinds of paper each time. So hopefully it's not a big deal to people, but I don't I, think anyone's collecting all four. Like that's. Well, we, I mean, we got all three over here. We're collectors. Yeah, dude. We're on <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you so much for yeah, sending those out. Time, each time I get it printed, like, there's not just the same person buying it every time. So no one's going to. That's wonderful. Be able to tell. Well, I mean, right. it's it's super talented work, man. I, I was thumbing through Thanks. it earlier. I like it, we said earlier. I I had no idea who you were until Matt said, "Hey, we got this guy Nate on the podcast." So I started doing mm-hmm. some research, and finally, when he brought these over, I was thumbing through them earlier. Uh, I was reading in the third episode about or the third issue, excuse me. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I was reading through that one, and the stories, man, that you come up with are just as good as the artwork and the artwork is incredible. Oh, so that's thanks. definitely saying something. I was reading through it, wanting to know what was going to happen next in the, in the forest with this, uh, with this guy that was asking his girlfriend oh, to marry Bobcat? him. That Bobcat <laughs> story is great, man. Thanks. Thank you. That's good to know. Cause I, you know, it's easy to just want to draw what you want to happen and it doesn't, you don't care about the story. So that's nice. Thank you so much. When, when you um, start to lay down something, where do the ideas originate? Is it with the storyline? Like this would be funny if like a couple fish had like adult conversations <laughs> and we're getting into to like situations that are uncommon to, to fish or yeah. or like does it start with just the idea of like the drawing and then you write from there? Uh, well, with the Gup Gup comics, it's more like uh, I just write down like paragraphs of, of text just of like stuff that I'm thinking about it, and then I, t- I try to like squeeze it into how it would sound as a conversation uh and like like banter and stuff and then from from there I just it, it just looks like you know one letter block of text one letter block of text and then I just like thin it out because you know you don't want every panel to just be words um right. but for the fish ones yeah that that's writing but uh bobcat was like i just i was just drawing a cat in my sketchbook with really thick glasses and i like that and um and i like really roughly drew out like 15 pages of it and then i just started drawing and came up with the ending as i went so just to keep just to keep me from not getting bored yeah so it wasn't like a, a planned out idea start to finish it was like kind of see where it goes or like what you draw while you're doing yeah, it ex- exactly yeah it was there was uh some really specific uh like points that i wanted to keep that were there from the beginning but i like to leave a lot open uh it's like super fun that way it's good yeah it it does that without um being too minimal um like there is a good amount of text in your comic books but it still allows the the reader to kind of like mess with their mind and let it see where it goes on some things, especially on some of the endings. Oh, cool. A couple of the ending points, I felt like, all right, this story can go anywhere when it's continued, mm. which is cool. And the depth to it, man, has a, it has a good feel. I, I was actually quite surprised to find out that you were such a young man. Um, there's there's <laughs> a very mature feel or like a very like like knowledge or experienced vibe in in the comics that it seems like it would be difficult for someone of, of your age to be able to accomplish, mm-hmm. but uh, you, you do it well. And like I said, I was quite surprised to find out uh, of your age. Cause it, it seems like there's years of experience in there. How, how old are you, dude? I, I don't know. Eight, 18. Okay. Yeah. I, th- I knew yeah. you were young. I thought you were like in your early twenties, but that's even crazier. What a trip. 
Um, yeah, turn turn nineteen May thirty first. Hell yeah, dude! Same so. birthday, birthday brothers. Whoa, holy Dang, crap! Look at that. You're like the only other person I've ever met with my birthday. That's crazy. Wow. Yep, dude. Yeah. We're we're kindred spirits, dude. This is why uh, you awesome. came on the podcast. That's why it worked out. Perfect. <laughs> it's meant to be. It was Gemini's just connecting, bro. Um, so I want to ask a random question. Where'd you come up with yeah. horn, horn rim? Uh, obviously the glasses, you know, where, yeah. where'd you come up with yeah. what drew you to that name to actually like name your what, comic? What you, why, yeah. Settle on that, I guess. Yeah. So I really like one word, um, titles for like magazines and comics and stuff. Uh, wanted to think of like horn rim as like mad, it's like mad magazine, but one, only one artist the whole time or like, uh, Eight Ball, Dan Klaus, uh, Young okay. Fur, those kind yeah. of older like fan graphics anthologies. Yeah. It's just one person for the whole thing. Uh, I I keep a lot of sketchbooks, so I just I ended up drawing the glasses a whole bunch, and just mindlessly writing down words and like just drawing different fonts and stuff just from board. And Horner just looks it just looks cool like uh, like it sounds it sounds cool because you, know, you think of the glasses, but doesn't always it doesn't have to just be that right yeah uh, it's not a synonym for glasses but vague too in in like the typography and even like graffiti kind of cultures i know it's like my experience that letters with legs like m's r's h's stuff like that oh. lends itself well to like the design because it kind of start yeah. kicks it you can kick it out a little bit and it comes from angles and like kind of what you've done with horn rim um it seems like the third issue kind of got a little redeveloped. Um, oh yeah, as yeah, far yeah. as the the boldness of the the outline, but you've stayed pretty true to like the uh, idea of it. Super fucking clean. I like it. Thanks. Yeah, I didn't think about the letters with legs thing. That's interesting. It's it's those are very dynamic letters. You could do a lot with them, uh, and I like when I like when fonts stay the same on a. Uh, you know, comic or magazine, but it's still drawn every time differently. And you'll see like subtle things. Yeah. I don't like when it's just copied and pasted. It's yeah. It never just like, <laughs> like a pre-made header that just is ever stamped on every issue. Yeah, I feel you. That's one thing I yeah, actually, and then it, they changed the color and it's like, you could tell <laughs> it's different. It's the same. Yep. Yeah. One of the first things that I was drawn to when I opened up the book was the, all the, lettering and all the fonts that you hand write and hand draw throughout mm -hmm. and you've got a like a really clean font style but the way that you're able to just bold a couple of letters to add so much depth or you know add the the font is shaky as the person's talking you can hear that yeah. in, in just the font that you're drawing as opposed to somebody who like typed it out isn't going to get that same vibe you know what i mean so the fact that you're oh, yeah. you have such that it, like capable font style in so many things it, it tells a story just with the words even beyond what the words are saying yeah people i think people really do overlook the handwritten um lettering for for comics because it's it's it, it, everything's drawn you don't just want to put you know times new roman there it just it's jarring and it's mm -hmm. just it's lazy you know it, like, it looks like a, a new yorker cartoon or something like it's just like yeah i don't like, get that well i guess for the new yorker it's like their, their uh their thing at this point but right 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 but just, you know what i'm saying that the um the like authenticity or like the the warmth the oh, hand yeah. feeling it's not there's none there when you just use a typeface um 
So yeah. that's it's really yeah, cool seriously. that you've been able to brand it and like kind of keep that flow in some of the story headlines with that same type mm-hmm. format. Um, is that based off of anything, or did you kind of? Is it just kind of how you like drawing letters? Like what it? Where did it come from? Uh, sketchbooks again. Uh, every like story has its own like uh, title lettering that's really specific to to the story. It's cool because. If you're flipping through, you know, you could tell something's different and it's it's like fun. You could look forward to it. You can get familiar with the title lettering. Like TV shows do that. Cartoons do that. You know, stores. Right. Uh, so I, I thought that was really important. And it just came from uh, just draw, drawing different, just testing out different, uh, you know, fonts and sketchbooks and stuff like that. I look at a lot of old uh album artwork uh older comics and stuff you could take a lot from if you take a lot from different sources you know it'll look like your own (laughs) again dude like years or like wisdom beyond your years i feel like because at first glance i was like it almost looks like a jefferson airplane album or uh, like the old school batman logo that kind of had like the distorted batman letters um and i was like there's no way you know that's what this is based off of but uh that's crazy that you say that like album art and stuff like are you into like old old rock or like what do you what kind of music do you listen to yeah i love i love old older music i love old everything really but i like uh um like old samba music um walter wanderleaf you know that is uh like a lot a lot of 60s um like it's it's like a elevator music but like with taste i think it's yeah yeah it's really nice um I like a lot of like modern garage, uh, you know, o- OC's Ty Siegel, King Gizzard and Lizard Wizard. Um, yeah, dude. That's that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, they rule. Um, How did your mom feel about you drawing naked women in your comic book? Um, I don't know what she. Re- I don't know what she really thinks. I'm sure. She <laughs> I, I, well, I'm sure there's probably things that would make her more happy than seeing that. But I mean. It's not new. That's that's been happening for a long time. So the and the initial shock is is uh there was never a sit down conversation like Nate, we need to sit down and then talk about this last comic book. <laughs> oh well, I, I don't know. I think she's probably happier that I'm drawing it than you know doing something worse. I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. There's a lot worse than drawing titties in a comic book. Good point. So yeah, funny, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. I don't know if this is bad, but I. I for like the first two, I I put, uh, you know, boobs right in the front cover, like, on on the side there. So yeah, hit it with it. At this point, you know, she hasn't said much about it. So well, that's good. You got to become your own man early on, man. <laughs> yeah. No, we flipped. Uh, when you the centerfold in issue three, I think, is uh yeah. the girl pegging the dude, and I was like, I wonder if that was yeah. intentional. <laughs> uh. Let's be quite honest. I don't really know if my mom knows what that is. Yeah. <laughs> that's, so th- that's, so for the pe- that's for the people that do their research. They can, they don't know what it is. So also dude. So you've written, illustrated these comics. You do yeah. the layout, you do everything yourself. Like it's a hundred percent your product. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. There's no contribution from any other thing that you I just write send it to the printer. Three, I, yeah. Dude, I got I gotta ask, and I know I do not mean to yeah. sound 
like I'm asking a mean question, <laughs> oh. but how many of these did you have? Like, did you have all of this drawn out and then you released three in five months? Or did you actually create three comic books in five months? Like layout, Is drawing them out. <laughs> no, so I, I didn't have, I didn't have any of this. And I feel like you could tell because if I had them all done at the same time, it would have been like, I feel like they would have looked kind of too, too much the same. I did number one from like like April 2022 October and then uh number 2 is October to November and then or I'm sorry October to December really and then December to March is so when 3 I, I drew 3 so I started number 3 January like 9th do you do you feel like the process has changed from 1 to 3 like is there things that yeah. you do differently um that maybe save you time or like just help yeah, your to- flow totally uh for yeah number one there's like really no in my opinion there's like really no like vision direction in that at all it's like all over the place and <laughs> but it's a good intro reason... <laughs> it's like a great intro to like the stories yeah yeah sure i guess so but well number one would kind of happen on accident i just i drew uh the first, the very first one I drew in, in number one was the Alonzo sneak uh, strip mm-hmm. with the cowboy sneaker guy, and and that was just one page, four panels, and I just drew it. And that that the page that's actually uh, printed in there is like a photoshopped collage of the two pages I made, and I made it look like it's a real um, <laughs> a real a real page of original art, but it's not. It's actually collaged, but. <laughs> It looked, yeah, it I turned out and then great. I printed it out on just computer paper because I just I like to see it small. Uh, and then I got like newsprint from the art like uh, from the art store, and then I I put the newsprint in the printer and I made it even I made it the Alonzo sneak strip even smaller. And then I folded it and then pretended there was more like comics on the other side. I was like, whoa, that's so cool because it's like <laughs> different. You you realize like how actual pages connect. Yeah. Right. So it's, uh, it's putting like together what, physically instead of just, this is numbered one, two, three, four. You kind of see how everything yeah. folds together when you make it yourself. Um, I was going to say, damn it. Now I've, I, I lost it. <laughs> you interrupted him and I that's know. your karma, bro. I fucked up, dude. <laughs> now, um, it'll come back. It'll come back with, with the, um, first one though, you said it's kind of like a mix match. It was just stuff you were working on out of the sketchbook and then you kind of oh, yeah. decided to roll with it. What was the catalyst to like make number two and number three? Uh, catalyst was finishing number one. I really did not think that it would like ever be finished because I worked on it from, I, I think I quit making comics like three times when I made number one and I was doing comics way before this too. So it was like a big deal to quit it. Um, yeah. And then, but then I, I, I don't know. I, I came back and like from like June to August, I didn't really, or uh, yeah, yeah, like like June to August, I wasn't really doing anything. And then, uh, and then I just, I don't know. <laughs> I drew more in my sketchbook, and then I had more things I wanted to do. So I just thought, well, I'll just make it look. I'll just finish it. And it'll just look bad, and I'll just at least get it out of my system you know this will be the worst thing i ever do so i'll just get it out of the way calling it quits on an art project is one of the hardest things for an artist to do man finally saying okay it's done especially that first one when you don't know when it's done 
You don't give yourself yeah. a timeline. You're like, well, I could always do better. I could always do better. Like finalizing it and saying, okay, no more. It's done is one of the hardest decisions to make. Yeah. And then I was like, I thought it was done so many times that I'm like, oh man, this has to be an even number of pages because I have to print it. <laughs> so I was like, oh man, so now I have to do two more. What am I going to do? So, <laughs> what what, were, uh, what was the filler? What? like three ads in this thing. There you there go, dude. Those ads. I was going to ask. It's like you double down though on yourself because someone that picks this up might not necessarily know who you are, the artist is, and then they see that yeah. stuff in the back that you read, you know, you say your name in it in the front and the back. It's very um, well done in the sense that someone that isn't familiar with you could pick it up and learn who you are through it. Um, yeah. Or at least be well, very thanks. familiar with like your name and branding. Spe yeah, that's very much conscious because you go, you pick up like a mini comic and then you see there's no name. There's no like social media, no email. It's just like a, you know, a message in a bottle but like i can't find like who are you i don't know who you are so yeah uh i i, I made that very i didn't want you to not be confused on who who made this and where you can you know find out how to get like more hell yeah dude when i made this one there was no more that was it so how um uh, i see your your stranger shirt uh how did you link oh, up yeah how'd you link up with those guys or that guy yeah well yeah yeah one man band is, is strangers eddie's does everything yeah, he's uh, he's a g yeah i don't know how how that works i don't understand yeah. it he, either uh, we just followed each other on instagram we we're just like online friends pretty much and just became closer online friends and then uh i just sent him number one back whenever the, it was like used to be uh like when i first made this is like the third uh time i printed it so the paper's different but originally this was like folded cardstock and like the art uh art store newsprint yeah like news yeah yeah newsprint my heavy cover yeah yeah i was printing them on like my like cheap printer that i just had available yeah. and i sent eddie one and he liked it and so i sent him number two so he wouldn't forget who i was i guess yeah <laughs> that's awesome dude keep, yeah keeps me in in uh in his mind i guess but uh but yeah he just he distributed all three uh on his last last month so or th this month how many um or how many, do you do the same number runs each pressing or is it changed from pressing to pressing on the issue um i don't really keep track i probably should but i i <laughs> usually do like 50 or 50 but then but for number three i did like I think 120 and then I did like 75 for number one and then the same for number two, but it's, it doesn't stay consistent because sometimes I don't think like the first time I don't get too many because I don't just want to have a whole bunch and with nothing to do with them. Uh, but luckily they were able to go. <laughs> yeah. That's dope, dude. I mean, yeah. 50 copies doesn't sound like a lot, but when you're trying to sell 50 copies of something, uh, you know, it's, it's rough. It's, it, it's hard. It's yeah. like you, you have, I, you know, a few friends or whatever people that will, will snag one off you quick and then you got to move the rest of those <laughs> respect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I sent out like a whole bunch of free ones. Like when I first, like for number two and three or uh, number one and two, that's the move. dude. I sent a whole, like, you, cause that's the only way, like, nobody's just going to spend $5. Like, like you can't expect even still, I, I can't, I don't think I can expect, you know, yeah, I still send out a lot of free uh, comics to people. 
I think I think that's the thing. It's like um, not repetition, but just familiarity goes a long way. If you send stuff out to people that you respect or that are doing things that you like um, to. Oh, yeah. You know, that's a that's a huge part of the community and a huge part of like why why people um, like yourself are able to move copies like this. Like very commendable, dude. Like you're moving some work. Um, oh, thanks. I, I have w- not one last question, but I have one throwback question. Um, yeah. So you won a Scholastic Arts and Writing National Gold Key uh, for yeah. a, a piece of work <laughs> a year and a half or so ago in like late 2019. Can you tell us yeah. like a little bit about what that was, that piece was about and like how that whole experience was? Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's it's a drawing of a, like a vintage cow, uh, cow like fully toy with a wheel like with wheels and i drew like buildings and stuff around it it's like it's really big 18 by 24 inches and i was just drawing it in my art class but it was it was just for me and my my art teacher was letting like paying for people to submit to uh scholastic art writing um awards which is just like a student uh award thing where you can just send send your art in but uh yeah so she paid the like i think it's like five dollars which is a lot for someone who's like 17 so <laughs> at least for me i didn't want to spend that so she spent it and very thankfully she because it, it won a national like with like there was like uh a bunch of other people too but uh i got to go to um carnegie hall and they did like a video presentation of all the the artists and stuff I do. I will say this though. Uh, I don't think. I mean, it's nice that people get to win, but like people get really, really sad uh, when they don't, uh, when they don't win. Like, like I was seeing like people crying and stuff whenever <laughs> the results came in, and I, I felt bad because like I didn't even want to, like I didn't even want to do it. Like she paid for me, and I was really thankful. Dude, that uh, that's too true though, and. You know, it shouldn't be that way, but you can't tell someone how to feel. It just, it sucks that people take yeah. it so hard when uh, they don't win, you know? Yeah. And you can't take, you know, you can't take any of that seriously because this, you know, it's, it's a, it's a student, like there's no like mo- money involved or anything. Yeah, so it's all, but that's it's like, all just for fun. It is, but yeah. like, that's a really cool uh, recognition to be a nationally recognized artist, to be able to show your work in Carnegie Hall, even if it's just you know, with all the other winners. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. awesome. A dude. really good acclimate. Accolade. Accolade, dude. My word didn't work. Acclimate, the new propel. Yeah. It's like new mineral water. Hey, and, and I just want to say about those people that, you know, get upset and are crying when they lose, you're going to be seeing a lot of that as a very talented young artist as you get older. There's going to be a lot of people around you that aren't as successful as you and aren't doing as well as you. And you can't take that personally and you can't allow that to affect your game at all because the truth of the matter is there are going to be people who aren't making it, but you're trying for you, you know, and and as long as you bring the people up around you as you're going and you're doing your best, you can't worry about those other people. You you just got to keep doing your best and know that that you're you're on a wave right now and you're you know i don't want to say the lucky ones because you're talented as hell and it shows that you put in oh, the work thanks. but uh you're you're one of the ones that gets to ride the wave so while you're up there just in, enjoy it and don't worry about those people crying man 
Yeah, I, well, yeah, that was in like high school. So it was, it was I think that the stakes were really high for them and it was sad, but you know, like they're, I think they're fine now. <laughs> so are you going to school in Philly then? Is that why you moved there? Or? No. Well, so yeah, so I was going to go to um, Pennsylvania Academy, the fine arts PASA. Um, and I was, I was ready to sign the, the, um, the loan paper thing online. Uh, and I was just like looking at the numbers and I had my, my calculator app out on, <laughs> on my phone. I was doing so-and-so times four, four years. And I, I was like, oh man, that's a lot of money. And like, I had saved up so much, um, for like college and stuff and I was working and I just had like all this like miscellaneous money that I was been saving for so long that was for college and I was like man like in, in four years I'm gonna be like in the exact same spot I'm in now but I will have debt in hundreds of thousands of dollars so I was thinking like maybe not maybe not do that and plus I didn't want to go to COVID art school it sounds real bleak <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I've heard some horror stories of of people in art classes uh, in this last year that you're showing and trying to critique people's work via this. Like, this doesn't do your work justice. You know what I mean? Like, oh, well, thanks. <laughs> doing this like isn't gonna show anyone how amazing this stuff is. Um, so I feel bad for even everyone that's scan, in art school right you, now. Yeah, like scanning original artwork for your art class. It's like. You get no sense of scale or but, yeah, yeah. And texture. That, and unless you can afford uh, more than an all-in-one printer scanner, you can't scan anything over, you know, a ten, page, yeah. ten or eight and a half by eleven, like for the most part. Yeah, exactly. So you and know. you're stuck with your phone trying to make sure that it's not slant, like a slanted picture. You got to make sure it's like yeah, like, you got to hold it to where you can't see it to make it like a perfect square. No glare. Yeah, that would be yeah, it'd be a hassle for sure, dude. Um, actually, speaking of that, you work big, right? So everything like in these comic strips, a, a lot of them you work out on on bigger format paper, right? You're not just doing them uh, small scale, right? Yeah, the well, no, the original art is like eight and a half by like this. This is working to um, to actual size. This these the ones in number three. That's like probably okay. a little. That's kind of yeah. where the originals live, right in that format. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just because, like, I worked flat on like a flat like drawing table, so I find like from doing a really big drawing, I can't like. I can't put my arm, like, I can't uh, see it perfectly if I'm, my arm's, like, all the way up. Like, I'd have to, like, fold the paper if I really want to be, like, as direct as I'd want to be. So I pretty much just stay uh, pretty small. Although these these here are a lot smaller than the original art. Like, these here are, like, 9 by 12 inches. Okay. So yeah, yeah. Uh, that's manageable. It's, like, a bit a bit bigger than computer paper size. Right. But yeah, I don't work like the standard 11 by 17, like Marvel comics. What, um, when you're doing the coloring, um, for the covers and the few color insert mm -hmm. pages, do you do that digitally or is that, is that a uh, hand coloring? So, uh, for this one, for number two, well, first of all, every color cover is digitally done. I just do it on Photoshop. Mm -hmm. Uh, but, for number two specifically, I actually I, I colored it on Photoshop and then I printed it out 
and I, I scanned it in at like 300 dpi and then I just used the scanned piece of paper as the cover because uh, I wanted it to have like um, like if you look closely you'll see that there's uh, um, it's it, it's you can see like the texture of the paper like everything is is like uh, I don't know how to say it but <laughs> the ink the the ink is soaked in it, it sits yeah it sits differently on. than yeah like a digital print yeah it doesn't just look like uh, it's from Photoshop because sometimes when you when you do from Photoshop to you know the actual printed thing it just kind of looks like I don't know it it looks too too clean yeah too it takes clean. away yeah. it takes away a little bit of that the lines that i personally like the ones that aren't perfect the ones that the little mistakes that you know are there but yeah. kind of gives it some character yeah you could see like it's like like uh it's like a compression i guess if you want to talk like music right. terminology but yeah it's like it makes it sound cleaner but that's not necessarily a good thing <laughs> yeah 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 exactly yeah so People, you, like, I guess you can only like visualize how that looks. It's really hard to explain it. But, yeah, yeah, everything's People are colored gonna, digitally. You'll have to buy some copies. And <laughs> True, yeah. yeah, where where are all these available? Right, you got a the website that they can pick these up at. It's, yeah, Etsy.com slash shop slash cartoons number two. Go, yeah. <laughs> the word go. And then uh, strangers picks up copies if um, here and there. Right, they they've been moving some for you. Yeah, yeah, Eddie uh, puts copies in his um, distro. Well, as of this month, I don't know if he wants more next time, but yeah. And then uh, Wigshop Webshop, if you know that um, they they sometimes have copies. Partners and Son in Philly, really great comic store, uh, small press comic store. They they always have uh, copies. <laughs> yeah. Rad. Uh, but we'll have to get you, you in Radness, man. Instagram, you'll know. Yeah, man. And you're, then in you're always welcome. 10 years when Instagram's gone, I'll steal some no copies sense. from you. Don't worry. Um, yeah. any, anytime you want to move some, I'll take some off your hands. Go uh, ahead and oh, say cool, say yeah. your Instagram again. Oh, yeah. Nate Garcia's Cartoons is my Instagram. Awesome. Yeah. And it's, in all the, it, it's in all the books, too. And if you just go on there, uh, you'll know everything that happens. And when can we expect Horror and Rim 4 coming out? Um... I don't know. We'll probably fall. I don't know. I haven't. I haven't worked on any, anything for it yet. I'm working on um, uh, Alonzo Sneak is the cowboy that was has been in number one and three, and so I'm doing a book uh, for Eddie of just of just him. So All right. Like ad for it in the back. Awesome. Uh, That's the back of the yeah, the back. That'll be under like his um, Strangers Presents publishing hell yeah dude uh, imprint thing yeah that's so right have eddie on he's, he's really he's great yeah he's got good good people he's working with and uh good I'll, work dude I, I swear every artist that we have on here shouts out strangers we we gotta <laughs> reach out to this guy <laughs> yeah it's a great yeah it's great uh you know it's cool because you see like familiar covers in his distro and and uh like and in the books like you you see uh you know you see re repeating uh faces so it's like you get to know all these right you get a feel for the, the styles of everyone that he's working with and stuff uh, mm -hmm. that's really rad man well shoot we're gonna wrap it up but uh do you cool. want to shout Thanks out so anything else before we go is there anything we missed that you want to 
hit on. Make sure you let everyone know uh, where they can buy your artwork or check out your stuff and, and anything you want to rep, man. Sure, yeah, I do. You can go just on my Instagram, Nate Garcia's Cartoons. Uh, my Etsy shop is in the, the bio. Um, feel how we're just talking about myself, so I'll, I'll shout out one more thing. I, if you want me to draw your pet, I do pet portraits. That's, a lot, that's how I pay a lot of uh, rent. Awesome. Uh, but I will shout out um, some comics I love from other people because I do feel weird just having it be about me, even though <laughs> whatever. But uh, yeah, Rodeo Evan Salazar, if you guys know that one too. He has Rodeo, uh, Rodeo Extras like Fanzine he's doing now. Yep, yep. Okay. Uh, on, his, on his Patreon, it's really good. Uh, Josh Pettinger Goiter, great. Um, Jasper Juvenville. Dynamite Diva. Yeah, just pick that I'm up. Sure. Oh yeah. Yeah, dope. yeah, it's great. Um, uh, you know, strangers obviously. Um, uh, let's see. <laughs> whatever. Can't forget but, uh, anyone, All right, dude. Don't stress about it. You've been great, man. Whatever. Thank you so much for uh, giving us uh, the time and bullshitting with us. Yeah. Thanks so much. I'm um, really looking forward to see what you got going on in the future and uh, turn in some people onto your work. So Yeah, really really great work, man. And, and thanks for being thanks. so open with us and sharing your creative process. Sure, yeah. Thanks so much for having me on. This is fun. Hell yeah, dude. Absolutely. We'll, we'll do it again. Uh, when we get a couple more projects under our belt, we'll, we'll touch base again. Cool, I'd love to, yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Awesome, great. right on, man. All right, man. Thank you so much. Sweet. Talk to you soon. Thanks yeah, for being thank here, you. Nate. Nice meeting you, brother. Bye. Yeah. Take us out, Rat. This has been the Rat Nest Podcast. You can catch us every week with new episodes with artists, musicians, and other creatives on YouTube for the videos and all major streaming platforms. And this has been Jim. I'm Jim. <laughs>